Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 16 through 18, called, He is Able to Help. Hebrews 2.17, he had to, some scholars believe the had to there suggests moral obligation. He had to be made like his brothers or his brethren or his brothers and sisters in all things or in every way that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining or in service to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. If you're taking notes, number four, he is our merciful mediator. He had to be made like us in every way so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. And I was reading someone this week and they said, you know, it's one thing when your wife is in labor to tell her, honey, um, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. Here's a nice chip. Uh, you know, maybe you have to duck every third contraction or whatever. Sorry, you know, I'm a man. But if you were to experience giving birth, which some people in our culture believe that men can now, but that's another story. Um, but if you were to go through the birthing process as a man, you would be a little bit more empathetic to your wife when child number two or three came along, because it would be different if you were just saying, it's going to be okay, do that breathing. (laughs) We took that class, remember that? Yeah. But if you had been through the pain of it before, your empathy would be completely different. Christ Jesus is a merciful mediator because he entered into our pain, lived the human life, died terribly on that cross being rejected and persecuted. He is our merciful high priest. And it sounds like the language here speaks that he was obliged to be so. He was 100% human. This is why we always talk about this. And 100% God. He experienced everything that we experience yet without sin. And for the first time, we have this introduction that he is our merciful, end of verse 17, and faithful. Here's his high priestly ministry. We'll, we'll study more on this, but he's a merciful and faithful high priest. Now, if you've done any study on the Old Testament, you know the importance of the role of the high priest, especially on the Day of Atonement. And the high priest had to come in there with a sacrifice and make atonement for the sins of the people. But much of what he did was symbolic, right? He, he was a man and high priests would be born and they would die. And on the Day of Atonement, it was a big deal and you had to do all things the right way. It was the only time you could enter into the Holy of Holies and that not without blood. And you had to do everything the right way. Otherwise, God might strike you dead and you approach the Holy of Holies. Finally, the curtain opened and you could go you know, where the mercy seat was and apply the blood and all the symbolism of the cross and the holiness of God is there. Jesus Christ is our merciful and faithful high priest who came in with his own blood 
and offered atonement for the sins of the people. The high priest offered the blood of an animal. Our high priest offers his own blood to his father. Amen? See, he's got a lot of skin in the game. The high priest was doing things with animal blood and symbolism. Of course, there was a, it was a fearful thing. But Jesus Christ shed his own blood because it was impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away my sin. So Christ entered into the most holy place, manifesting mercy, the one who died for us. The Son remained, you could say, in nature, God, But in the incarnation, he was also absolutely human. He gives help to those who he can relate to in every way. Thus, he's a merciful and faithful high priest. If you ever have been through something and someone, let's say, uh, offered to pray for you and you said, thanks, I'll take all the prayer I can get. And then they said to you, you know what? Just recently, I've been through something similar to what you're going through. Doesn't that kind of just go, you just kind of go, Wow. Their prayer is a little different. It's not like the prayer of the person who hasn't been through it isn't valuable. But that person who says to you, you know what, I, I have sympathy for you because I understand. Jesus never sinned, but his heart bears the blessed, blessed scars of sympathy. That's from Hughes. Jesus never sinned. He's fully human, but his heart bears the blessed scars of sympathy. That's why he says, cast all your care to me because I care for you. Jesus went through all that we go through as humans. He felt disappointment, sorrow, physical pain, hunger. Uh, He was fatigued. He became angry. He was grieved. He was troubled. He was overcome by the prospect of future events. He exercised faith. He read the scriptures. He prayed. He sighed in his heart when he saw another man's illness. He sighed and cried when he saw death. He's experienced everything that we could experience. He took the full weight of all that we face, the the opposition of sinful men, falsely accused, betrayed by a friend, etc., And here's the key, I think, from the the standpoint of our looking at the theology of the passage. It's the very last part of 17. He's a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Number four, he's a merciful mediator. Number five, he is our perfect priestly, (laughs) how about this, our perfect priestly propitiator. (laughs) Say that five times fast, go. What does a propitiation mean? Simply put, whenever you see that word, it means a satisfaction or an appeasement of the wrath of God. Jesus Christ propitiates or satisfies God's holy wrath against sin and removes it. The word for propitiate from F.F. Bruce means to put away divine wrath. He met it. And he put it away. God made an open public, uh, put him on display as a satisfaction of God's wrath on the cross. This is how much he loves us. This is how much he cares for us. And this is how much he understands us. Final verse. For since he himself was tempted in that which he suffered, he is able to come to the aid 
of those who are tempted. The NIV says, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. The idea of the language here, he is able to help, is a nautical term, and it actually comes from sea life or shipping, and it has the idea of stabilizing. He's able to stabilize us in the storm. We'll talk more about this in Hebrews chapter four. The word he is able to help has the idea he is a succor. He, is, he brings aid in the idea of stabilizing us. He keeps us from spiritual collapse. Right now on Walking Truth Radio, we're airing the scene of Moses up on the hill and Joshua's fighting the Amalekites down below. And as long as Moses had his hands up, they were winning. And when Moses' hands began to drop, I remember saying in that sermon, uh, if you've ever tried to keep your hands up the whole time during one song, you ever tried that before? Oh, your hands get heavy, right? It doesn't take much. One song, let's say one four or five minute song with your hands up the whole time, you're pretty much exhausted. Well, there's Moses and he's an old dude. And he gets some help, right? He sits down on a rock and Aaron and her are up there and they're holding up his hands. And as long as his hands are up, they're winning. As long, But as the moment he begins to collapse under the weight, they lose. The way that you appropriate the help is you keep your hands up. Jesus is our great high priest. He's paid our ransom. He's appeased God's wrath. He intercedes for us. But he wants us to reach up to keep us from spiritually collapsing. And that's what was happening to this group of Christians. They were on the verge of collapse. You ever been there before? Maybe you're there right now. It can be tiring. It can be hard to keep on fighting the good fight, especially when things collapse around you. Especially when you have questions. Especially when... You, you face loss or hatred of the culture or whatever it may be. What do you do then? Well, Jesus, look at the verse, was tempted in that which he suffered. When do you think Jesus' greatest temptation took place? In Matthew 4 and Luke 4, we know those three temptations, right? And the devil said, well, go ahead and take a shortcut and create some bread or go ahead and force a miracle and jump down or go ahead and bow just for a moment and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. You can have the crown without the cross. Doesn't that sound great? Three easy payments of $29.99 and you'll learn this language in six weeks? Whoa, really? I always wanted to roll my R's and say, Arrivederci or whatever it may be. Yeah, that sounds great. The problem is shortcuts never work. The only people getting rich are the ones getting your credit card number late at night for $29.99. It's very easy for them. A little harder on you. Jesus Christ suffered in what he was in that which he was tempted. Did he suffer some out in the wilderness? 40 days of fasting? Sure. Did he suffer when Peter says, oh no, you're never going to that cross. Get behind me, Satan. Did he suffer in unrecorded times when surely the devil was trying to do things to upend his ministry, manifesting in demonic presences 
How many times you read in your Bible Jesus casting out demons left and right? How about false, you know, associations like people who say, oh, I'll follow you wherever you go, will you? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. I'm producer Rob of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lentz, reminding you that this is a listener-supported ministry, and we're really hoping you would consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the -the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry, which reaches a lot of people like you. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. Now, I'm really excited about this. In fact, we all are. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. Check this out. That's how I showed my anger. Mm. Not in words, but in you can't have me. Mm -hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship. Even for me in a church that didn't shy away from it, it wasn't talked about a ton, but I remember getting married and my wife and I being like, this is weird. Like, so it's good now, I guess. (laughs) There was infidelity, just a lot of financial issues, you know, all those things that make the top list of of why a marriage is hard. The Lord's given us all things to enjoy, the the scriptures say, and freedom is a big word as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what's happened in the church is that The church has not always sent a message that we're supposed to enjoy life and be free. We've put a lot of unnecessary weights on people. And I'm not saying that there aren't boundaries and there's things that God wants done a certain way. But there's also freedoms that we can enjoy pleasure in life. (laughs) All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate today. That's walkintruth.com, click donate. Walkintruth.com, click donate. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. I always wanted to roll my R's and say, Arrivederci, or whatever it may be. Yeah, that sounds great. The problem is shortcuts never work. The only people getting rich are the ones getting your credit card number late at night for $29.99. It's very easy for them. A little harder on you. Jesus Christ suffered in what he was, in that which he was tempted. Did he suffer some out in the wilderness? 40 days of fasting? Sure. Did he suffer when Peter says, Oh no, you're never going to that cross. Get behind me. Satan. Did he suffer in unrecorded times when surely the devil was trying to do things to upend his ministry, manifesting in demonic presences? How many times do you read in your Bible Jesus casting out demons left and right? How about false you know, associations like people who say, oh, I'll follow you wherever you go, will you? 
How about in John 6 when he preaches a hard sermon and most of the people leave and walk away? Talk about the opposite of church growth, right? But you know, Jesus's probably most painful moments of temptation and suffering coalescing are in the Garden of Gethsemane and the cross. Because in the garden, Jesus cries, Father, if it's possible, please remove this cup from me. You could put it this way. I don't want to drink that. What was the cup? It was the cup of God's wrath. It was the cup of suffering. It was the cup of shame. It was the cup of being on that cross and being pinned to it and having no options to move. And hopefully you can get yourself up for a breath. And prior to that, in the Garden of Gethsemane, before he's on the cross, he's praying three times fervently. And Luke tells us one uh, way to take the, the verses in Luke is that he's sweating out of his pores blood because he feels so much pressure. Tiny capillaries are bursting under his skin because he feels the weight of the cross coming, which would be the next day. I don't know how you would handle it, but that would be a whole lot of pressure. And then on the cross, people walking by. <laughs> you, you said you'd destroy the temple and rebuild it. You, who said you're the son of God, just come down from the cross and we'll believe in you. You want to talk about a temptation when you have the power to come down from the cross and say, oh yeah? <laughs> okay, pipsqueak, I'm going to show you some power now. And he suffered and suffered. Why? One primary reason. You know what it is? For your redemption. And to the little Hebrew church, the writer of Hebrews says, you, you better take another look. Yeah, you may be going through some suffering and no, I will not minimize anyone's suffering, but please don't forget what your Savior did for you. Your merciful and faithful high priest, your great propitiator, your great comforter, the one who is able to help you. That's the last point. He is able to help kind of sandwiching those two points there. As the olive press came down on him, he said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And he said, it is finished. Oh, Father, thank you for the encouragement of Hebrews 2. Jesus, thank you that you endured so much for us. And when we're feeling poured out, uh, we're, we're called in Hebrews 12 to look again to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you that you finished what you started. Lord, there are many times when we get exhausted, we want to give up, we feel like giving up, but my prayer is that you would keep us strong, you would keep us stabilized, keep us from spiritual collapse, keep our eyes fixed on you. We know that you're able to keep us from falling. Help us to continue to reach up to you, reach out to you, and find strength for today, wherever we may be on this journey. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to He is Able to Help, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 2, verses 16 through 18. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. 
And could you please do us a favor and encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? The same if you're listening on podcast, please click the share button. If Pastor Michael's teachings have been a blessing to you, then our hope is they'll do the same for someone you care about. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we've come to the end of another week right here on Walk in Truth. And you know, the days are precious. And we're to make the most of our time because we know what's around us these days. The days indeed are evil. Things have, uh, in the last, it seems like at breakneck speed, things have spiraled in our nation. And yet, I want to say to you that I believe that despite all the craziness going on, um, there's a lot of people who are standing and standing for truth and trying to call our the church first and foremost and the nation back to God. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. And we've we've definitely drifted from God. We taught about we talked about drifting in Hebrews two, one through four. But something else, you know, when 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 a culture looks like ours, when a, when the world looks like ours, you know, you, you think about Jesus and his ministry, and he certainly reached into areas that were kind of surprising, right? Tax collectors, prostitutes, lepers, the demon-possessed, you know, fishermen from Galilee, you name it. I said recently, I, stealing a quote from someone else, that the Lord built his church from the devil's landfill. <laughs> Powerful quote. And what that means is that, you know, Jesus didn't go into the ivory towers to grab his disciples, um, which gives us all hope, right? He is able to help us. Coming to the end of the week, here's what I want to say on a positive side. It doesn't matter who you are, what you done, you've done, where you come from. I come from brokenness. I come from a life where I was doing all the wrong things and really destroying myself and others around me. And God reached down and washed me in the blood of his son. That's best way I could put it. He grabbed me out of the miry clay, set my feet on solid ground. The only reason I'm behind a microphone right now or I get the privilege of the pulpit or to share the good news with anybody, have the life and family I have today, is because of the goodness of God, the grace of God to a sinful man like me. So there's hope for all of us. So even if you've been living in rebellion towards God and you quote unquote stumbled across this radio broadcast Maybe you grew up in the church and you've become bitter. You've had a bad experience. You said, I'm never going back there again. There are a bunch of hypocrites, you know, all, all the stuff that we hear, right? And, you know, I, I'm sure you probably had a bad experience. I'm sure you, you've run into some disappointing professing Christians. Let me ask you, is that going to keep you away from God? Is that going to keep you away from salvation, from living your life to the full for the glory of God? I hope not. Come home. Come back to Christ. Trust in him again. Trust in him, in him afresh. Get back into church. C- go home. If you're a prodigal, go home. You know the story, Luke 15. Go home. Come to your senses and go home. Your father will be waiting with you for you with open arms to have a party and celebrate your return. Well, we're coming into the weekend, and each Sunday morning, we all have a chance to serve the Lord, to worship with his people corporately, to use our gifts, to invite, to evangelize, to sing, to serve, to hear the word of God proclaimed, to learn, to grow in our most holy faith. I have the privilege of pastoring 
I'm the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, actually one of six pastors. We have an amazing church, an amazing worship team, amazing people, a very loving community. Here's how you can connect with us. Here's how you can get here. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab. You can find out how the live stream works if you're out of the area at 10.30 a.m. on our YouTube channel. If all else fails, search Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona on YouTube and you'll get there. So we do live stream the 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Love for you to join us. Love for you to connect with us. I just want to say a shout out to all of our faithful listening family and partners. We love you. Have a blessed, wonderful weekend, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. And remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the -the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $10 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael. You'll have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. This month's series is called An Invitation to Intimacy, a look at intimacy in marriage through the Song of Solomon. All this and more is available to you as a thank you for becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com and click donate. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, teaching in Hebrews chapter 3 called Hold Fast. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.